Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where personal finance is about the person, not the numbers. And budget isn't a four-letter word anymore. Here is your co-host, financial coach Jacqueline Wise. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Wise. I am one of the financial coaches here at Fiscal Fitness and one of the hosts of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. So excited to have you back for another episode and Really excited to dive into today's topic with you, which is why I quit doing baby steps and finally paid off my car. And I want to start right at the beginning of this episode by making sure that you know that I am not all about bashing any famous financial gurus. If anything, I really respect the well-known financial gurus that are out there. I have some of them to thank for me getting my start and becoming more financially savvy myself. I know that a lot of those famous gurus out there and uh, us at Fiscal Fitness have similar missions, which is to help other people have a brighter financial future, feel less stressed with their money, feel like they're doing bigger and better things with their money. And here's also what I want you to know about famous financial gurus. They typically have a prescribed formula or series of steps for people to follow in the same exact order. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, I kind of think they have to do it that way to eliminate some confusion because they have so many followers because they become so well known and so famous. They need to have this formula and something that's the same and kind of simple for everyone to follow so that they can easily pick it up and duplicate it in their own lives. And I don't necessarily mean easily, but it's just kind of the same thing. So somebody would know, all right, I'm on step one and then step two and then step three. And so these are these one size fits all kind of approaches. And what we have found at Fiscal Fitness is that those types of approaches are not working for the majority and the vast majority of the clients that we work with. Most people that we work with have tried budgeting. Not all of our clients, but a a high percentage of them have tried budgeting. They might have tried the baby steps, they might have tried another method, and it does work for them at first. And it might work for a few months until it stops working. And we honestly believe in a lot of the ideas that some of these financial gurus teach. We believe paying off debt is a good thing for your money. We believe that increasing your savings or building an emergency fund are good things to do with your money. We just don't believe that everybody has to do it in the exact same order or that you have to do it on a super restricted budget. Something that we know after working with hundreds of clients at this point is that restriction can help your budget for a short period of time but it's very, very difficult to sustain that long-term. And this one particular financial guru I'm thinking of is known for having tweeted, the only time you should step foot in a restaurant if you are paying off debt is if you're the person working there. And statements like that, we really just believe can induce shame and guilt, and we are not all about that at Fiscal Fitness. And so I'm going to tell you my story of how I started with those baby steps and I quit them. And I finally now just paid off my last non-mortgage debt. If you are a member of our Facebook group, you might have seen Kelsa give me a huge shout out 
for paying off our auto loan. It was a really exciting moment that just happened a couple of nights ago, actually. And I wanna talk about why I left the baby steps and kind of went on my own way of doing it. So we started with one of those step-by-step -step approaches. Step one was put $1,000 into a savings account and call it an emergency fund, and we checked the box. And then we started with the next step, which was tackling our non-mortgage debts in the order of the one with the lowest remaining balance to the highest. And because our home purchase was one of the biggest mistakes that we ever made with our money, and by the way, if you wanna hear what the other four mistakes were, you have to go back and check out episode 92 of our podcast. Because we had purchased a lot of house at the time, we didn't have a lot of extra wiggle room in our budget to tackle debt with. So we knew that our debt payoff approach was going to take a long time. It was going to be a slower process because of that. But at the same time, even though we had made that big money mistake, one of my biggest desires was to travel with my husband, John, before we had kids. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to get to experience different places, meet people from different cultures, do all of the things, have some adventures with him before we had kids. And so what happened is I was trying this really restrictive approach and trying not to spend my money and enjoy it on anything except the vacation. That was like the one thing I was gonna let myself have. And what ended up resulting is when we would go on those vacations, we would vastly overspend and it would mess up the goal and the progress we were making toward the goal of paying off our debt. A couple of times we took vacations where we had to put a lot of our expenses on a credit card in order to be able to afford the vacation. And that cycle was extremely frustrating and definitely led to feelings of almost like feast or famine, uh, kind of like a yo-yo effect of what was going on with our money. And so that much restriction was kind of leading to these moments where we would just go crazy and be willing to go back into debt a little bit and put things on a credit card. So I knew at that point that even though most of the time we were being responsible with our money, making good progress on our debt as much as we could, I knew that I needed some balance. And somewhere right around that time is when I met Coach Jill. So I actually found her on Facebook. We happened to be in the same Facebook group and uh, she and I interacted and she really taught me how to better manage my money. She took me from doing good things with my money to great things with my money. So I wanna share some of the things that Coach Jill taught me. The first thing, and this was a huge game changer for me, is that she taught me we needed to save before we start paying off debt. That blew my mind. And one of the things that specifically we started to save for was vacation. So what we started doing was setting some money aside every month toward our vacations. And how we figured out how much money to do that with is we thought, how much do we want to spend on a vacation in a year? We divided by 12 and that became the amount that we put in our vacation savings account every single month. And um, what that did for us is number one, it enabled me to know how much I could spend on vacation. So when I was planning out the vacation, looking into the hotels, considering booking the flights, doing things like that, 
it really helped me to be able to make that spending decision from this place of knowing what my budget was. But two, it also gave me a lot more confidence while I was on vacation and making spending decisions in the moment to know how much was left of that spending budget in order for us to not prevent us making more progress toward our goal of paying off our debt at the time. And it really helped me make that decision from a place of confidence and from a place of feeling really financially prepared. I didn't ever worry that I was gonna be messing up the rest of my plan. Another thing she taught me is that we would be so much more successful with planning ahead with our money if our budget was realistic instead of just being restrictive. And so going and looking at our budget line by line and saying, okay, we're being too restrictive here. We're constantly going over budget in this category because we're trying to restrict so much. Let's make our budget more realistic so that we can accurately look at how much money is gonna be able to go toward our goals, really be able to project into the future when we'll be debt-free or when, you know, X debt would be paid off and then Y debt would be paid off and know when we would be hitting some of those milestones in our debt payoff journey. And the third thing she taught me is that you will find so much more contentment and satisfaction with your budget and with your plan and with your money management process overall and even your life overall if your budget is actually aligned to your values. And so one of the greatest things that John and I did is we looked at what are some of the values that are most important to us. And for me, one of my top three was definitely travel. I love to travel. And one of the ones that John and I shared in common was hospitality. And so that was something else that I was realizing. We needed to make sure we were allocating more dollars toward entertainment and entertaining specifically than we were. And uh, so if you don't know my backstory, I'm from Northeast Ohio. So one of the reasons I love traveling is because winter here lasts about six months. So I love to get away. But another reason why I love entertaining is because there's not that much to do in Northeast Ohio besides just hang out outside in the summer. So John and I love to have people over our home. We love to make it really inviting and welcoming and plan fun parties for our friends and get togethers. And I mean, we like to throw multiple celebrations every year. In the summer, we love to have a lot of cookouts. We typically start with like our birthday and have a big birthday cookout and then just have cookouts all summer long. At the holidays, we host Thanksgiving for our family and then Friendsgiving for our friends. Uh, we also have at least two Christmas parties every December, normally three. Um, and so we just really love to have people over and, and just, you know, have money going toward our entertainment budget. We love to have people in our home and be able to provide them with a good meal and not have to ask anybody to bring anything. And that's just something that brings us so much joy and satisfaction is having all of our friends over at our house. And 
So what we started doing is putting more dollars toward that so that we could make sure that we weren't messing up our budget every time we wanted to throw one of these parties for our friends. And so those were two of our top values. And I cannot tell you how much more satisfaction and contentment we experienced when we stopped being so restrictive with those two specific areas of our budget and allowed ourselves to be more realistic. So Coach Jill taught me some really important things. And after I worked with her, I ditched the baby steps at that point because it really wasn't working for me anymore. So one thing we did in order to ditch the baby steps is we switched the way we were focusing on our debt. So like I told you before, we started with lowest remaining balance on our debt to highest remaining balance. And that was great for us for a little bit of time. And that strategy works for a number of our clients. I'm not saying that strategy is not good or is not valid. But we reordered the way we were paying off our debt payoff plan to work in a way that was better for us. And speaking of that, because there is more than one way to pay off debt, I want to make sure you know about a free resource that is on our website. It's called the Debt Quiz. It's this free tool that will take some information from you, ask you a few questions, and we'll give you a way that we think might be a really good way for you to pay off debt. So you can access that by going to our website. It's fiscalfitnessphx.com forward slash debt dash quiz to access that. So on top of that, we also started saving for what we call at Fiscal Fitness, the whammies in life. And vacation is certainly one of those. And entertainment, you know, was another one. And we made sure that we were putting dollars toward those areas of our finances where we wanted to make sure we were fulfilling our values every single month. And by doing that, by setting money aside intentionally and putting those dollars toward our values, we immediately started feeling more contentment and satisfaction in our lives. And then there was another side benefit to that. Because those whammies weren't messing up our normal monthly budget anymore, we started paying off debt faster and more aggressively than ever because we were able to see every single month, yeah, this was our goal was to put this many dollars on our debt and we did it. And then it encouraged us to be more creative and find ways to get out of debt faster. We were experiencing that satisfaction on one side and we were also experiencing the momentum building with paying off our debt on the other side. So then that leads me to this summer in our story when I made the choice to leave my teaching career and pursue financial coaching with fiscal fitness full time. And I actually made the decision before this summer, but this summer is when we made another pivotal step away from the baby steps. We were almost done this summer paying off our debts. We were so, so close. We had paid off a few different credit cards, um, my wedding ring, that was actually the first thing we paid off, um, and all of John's student loans, which that was the big one. It took us a long time to get through all of his student loans. And we were so excited when we wrapped up the last of those because all we had left were our two car payments. And his car payment, we had whittled down really close to zero. So we just wiped that one out. But then we decided to pause and step away from that baby step of paying off our non-mortgage debt to save again. And I'm not talking about the whammies this time. We did a savings blitz is what I would say. And that was very strategic. And I want to explain the reason why. Because in the summer, 
even though I had officially ended my teaching career at that point, our school district paid us on a 12-month plan. So they took the nine months of the time we worked and divided it up over 12 months so we were never having a month where we weren't paid, which I loved about the way my school district paid us. And so my teacher salary was still coming in June, July, August, and my fiscal fitness salary had just started. But I knew that even though the baby step said, pay off all your non-mortgage debt and we only had one more left, I knew that there were going to be a few months coming up where my teacher salary fell off and my fiscal fitness salary hadn't quite climbed back to that point again because I was still building up my client base. And so I knew there were going to be a couple of months where my income was a little bit lower than what we were used to. And so even though the baby steps would have told me, you know, keep paying off debt, I made the decision with Coach Jill's help to temporarily step away from that goal and instead aggressively save our money for a few months while I had two sources of income so that I could give myself a little bit of cushion for the months that were slightly lower. And then what I did during those months is I pulled from that cushion kind of like a paycheck during those months. And so it allowed me to pay myself the difference between my teacher salary and my income as a financial coach. And so once we got our savings to where we wanted it to be to kind of get us through those few months, it was right back to getting that last debt off of our back. And so I'm excited to announce that just a couple of nights ago, I made the last and final payment on our non-mortgage debt. John and I are officially donezo with his student loans, with all of our credit cards, you know, anything that we had racked up during the first few years that we were together and you know even before that our student loans and things like that and it feels amazing to finally have crossed that off our list and what feels more amazing is that we allowed ourselves to step away from that one size fits all approach to really do things that were going to be best for us and our specific situation and our money and something else that feels really really great is to now have so many possibilities for what our next goal on our list is going to be. It's not like we're just following the same prescribed series of steps anymore. And it's really opened up the door to look at, okay, what's going to be the next best decision for us? So I figured I would share with you guys what is next. And so the first two things I'm going to share are not a major goal. They're just things that are going to change about our budget now. So one thing that's going to happen is that we're going to start saving for our next car. Now, the baby steps tell you never go back in debt ever, ever, ever. But if it means that I have to sacrifice what I'm putting toward my vacation fund each month or toward our entertaining fund each month, I know that I won't be successful in doing that long term. So rather than pausing on vacation, pausing on entertaining and things like that to save up for a car, we're just going to redirect some of our freed up dollars into a savings account for our next vehicle. We're not hopping into another vehicle right away. We just paid off this vehicle. So we're going to try to make our current vehicles last as long as possible. They are eight years old and we've been very fortunate that they've had almost zero mechanical issues up to this point. 
but we bought them used and so we know it's only a matter of time now as they're aging that you know they might start to get into a place where it makes sense for us to replace the vehicle rather than keep repairing it. So we are increasing the amount going toward our next vehicle and the goal is to try to pay for as much of that vehicle in cash as possible but we also know that that is probably not going to happen before one of our cars kicks the bucket. So our goal really with our next vehicle is to have to finance way, 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 way less than what we financed last time. And if we can do that and be in a slightly or even hopefully significantly better position than we were the last time we bought a vehicle, that will be a win for us. And so even if we have to go into debt for a short period of time and you know, get that low interest rate and do it responsibly and all of those things and still be able to enjoy the things we value the most in our budget, that will still be a huge win for us. And I know that eventually we'll get to the point one day where we'll be able to pay for a vehicle completely in cash. The next thing we're going to start doing, and again, not our major goal right now, but we're going to start increasing what we're putting toward our investments and our retirement and things like that. And so we've been working with our financial advisor now for several months, and he's advised us on how much to increase our investment contributions by each month. And again, that piece of advice goes against the baby steps, which don't say to start investing until step four or maybe step five, I think step four. And because I have a dialed in budget and I know how much is going to my values, how much is going toward those whammies that pop up in life, how much is going toward my bills and things like that, I know exactly how much room I have in my budget to put toward our next vehicle and to put toward retirement and then to put toward our next major goal. And so because I know those things, I can feel very confident that now is the time for me to start taking advantage of some of that compound interest that some investments or increased investing would do for us. So our next major goal then is going to be to build up our savings. I would love to get to a place where we have what's called a six month emergency fund. So that if something happened to John or something happened to me and we were not able to work for some reason, we would have our emergency expenses covered for six months without really having to worry. We'd be able to pay all of our bills, all of our obligations, things like that. And so because of that, that goal is going to take a really long amount of time. And if I were just following the baby steps, it would be just keep working on this goal the whole time. Every extra dollar goes toward that goal. And instead, what we're going to do is actually chunk up that goal. So John and I were just talking about this the other night. And what we were talking about is whether we want to do it in one month or two month increments. And so the idea would be that every time we get another month's worth saved up, we would pause and focus on a different goal just for a short time. So maybe let's say we get to our one month mark and then we pause and the next month all of those dollars get to go towards something else that excites us. So maybe we get to put extra into our vacation fund or maybe we decide to do a little bit of an investing blitz for that month and put everything into some kind of retirement vehicle for ourselves. And then we'll you know, refocus and go back to saving and try to save up another month. 
or maybe like I said, we'll do it every two months. So John and I are kind of talking that through right now. We need to look at and put it in our budget and figure out how long is it gonna take us to save one month? How long is it gonna take us to save two months? And I'm confident we'll be able to make that decision from a really financially prepared and confident place. So the final takeaway that I have for you that I hope you take away from this episode is that you don't have to follow a super restrictive budget or a prescribed series of steps to be really successful with your money. You don't have to stay out of restaurants while you're in debt or skip out on vacations if that's what's most important to you. It is 100% possible to work on your money goals and also feel really content and really satisfied with your budget at the same time. And honestly, I would love the chance to prove that to you. I hope I've started that with this podcast episode, but I wanna let you know that if this sounds like something that you want, if you want this custom approach to your finances, if you want an outside opinion to look at the whole picture of your money, which includes looking at what you want out of life, not just looking at what your bills are and what your income and expenses are. If you want that expert advice when you're navigating big financial decisions and you're trying to figure out what could my next goal be, I would love to offer offer you the opportunity to book a free phone call with us. You can actually call us and explore if you're a good fit for one of our coaching programs, if one of our coaching programs will be a good fit for you. We actually have an appointment on our calendar that we call a Q&A phone call. And I would love to offer that phone call to you. And so if you're interested in setting up that phone call and looking at you know, what your financial goals are and do you wanna be more focused on them? Do you wanna be more aggressive? Do you want to pay off your debt or increase your savings? savings or just navigate a really big decision that you're making right now, you can do one of two things to book that call. You can send us a private message if you are connected to us on our social media accounts, or you can go right to our website and book the call for yourself. If you go to fiscalfitnessphx.com forward slash QA. So again, that's forward slash QA at the end of our website. And we would be more than happy to get you a spot on our calendar and have that conversation with you. So until next time, this is Coach Jacqueline from Fiscal Fitness signing off. We will see you back here on our next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast. Take care. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.